Well, Happy New Year. So it is, it's a new year, new decade, and it's a good way for us to be focusing on what do we want to do, what do we want to become, what is it that we want to be able to reach and do that we haven't already done. So we're going to be talking about that in just a minute with this whole one another. But before we go any further, I just want to say this. How many of you guys were here at Christmas Eve service? You know, we had an amazing Christmas Eve service, and, and I want to tell you, I had several people come up to me and just compliment me, and, but, but I, I told every single one of them that it took a big team for us to pull off what we pulled off with our Christmas Eve, that, that it took a tech team that was committed and, and put a lot of work and effort and energy in in advance. It took a creative team to put a lot of effort, energy, and time and, and, and work into what we did to be able to prove it, to be able to pull all that off that we did. It took a band that, that put a lot of extra time in and effort. And so it was just a big, huge team effort. And I just wanted to make sure that anybody that was here could know that that's, it took a lot of people, a lot of hands to be able to do what we did to be able to celebrate the birth of our Savior. We did. We had a great time. Well, it's the, it's the beginning of the year, and at the beginning of the year, we often focus on this thing that we call a resolution and these New Year's resolutions. And I, I did a little bit of looking into what happened with last year and last year's resolutions, and, and, and there was a, a study that was published, and it was published by the Journal of Clinical Psychology. And in this article, they published that, that of, the, of the New Year's resolutions that were made, the people that made them, only 46% of the people that made their New Year's resolution had success with their resolution. And so does that kind of tell us that, hey, since less than half made it, does it mean that, that we shouldn't even bother with a resolution and shouldn't even you know, try to do anything? Should we just kind of, kind of wing it? Well, you might think that until you find out this, because they did this, they did this research as well. And they found that, that of the people that they didn't actually state a goal of what they wanted to do, be, become, achieve, but they just kind of said, eh, it'd be kind of nice if I did, and I'd, I'd kind of like to, but I'm just not going to set it as a goal. Only 4% of them achieved what they really had hoped to achieve. So there is a lot of power in setting a goal and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to become. This is how I want things to be different in my life with what I'm going to do with my life. You know, changing uh, deep-rooted habits, it's not an easy thing, is it? And, and it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of being intentional if we're going to do that. So I also looked and said, I wanted to see what is it when it comes to having these resolutions and what do we do and what are the resolutions that we're often doing. And so when it came to last year's resolutions, I want to share with you the top five resolutions that were made last year. And so number five was self-care. It's just kind of generically put, but just this self-care, I just want to make sure I'm taking care of myself better. Number four was eat healthier, making healthier choices with what I'm consuming. And, and so that was it. Number three was to save money. I'm going to spend a little less. I'm going to save a little bit more. But that was the third most, most popular one. The second most popular was diet to lose weight. I just want to diet to lose weight. And then the number one was exercise to get in shape. And then those were the, the resolutions that were made in 2019. And you might be thinking, ah, that kind of sounds a lot like what some of mine are for this year. And, and I'm sure that, that for most people that they're going to find that, that that's going to just kind of be the same year after year after year after year, that these are the areas what we're going to be. 
You know, when it comes to resolutions, resolutions are built on three factors. There's these, these three things that we just look at and go, hey, this is what I want to do. That one of those is priorities. That it's about, hey, what, what is it I'm going to prioritize for that I want to go, hey, this is what's going to be important and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to work toward it. And so we set the priorities. Another factor that resolutions are built on is aspirations. That, that what is it that I aspire to be? What is it that I aspire to become? I, I see this in others, but it's not really who I am or, or they do it better. And, and, and so I want to do it better too. And, and so we, we do, we, we aspire to be something that we're not quite there yet. And that third factor is dreams. We just kind of dream about what could be. And when we start to make it a resolution, it's because we get to this place. We go, I no longer want it to be what could be. I now see it's about what must be. And so we make it a resolution and we begin to push through so that we can make that something that is going to be a priority. It's going to be something we're going to aspire to. It's going to be this dream that we're going to have so that we can push through to be able to make that happen. But have you ever noticed that most New Year's resolutions, they focus on self? That, that most New Year's resolutions, it, it's about who I am and what, what's, what's going to be in it for me and, and, and how can my life become better. It's just what we do. We resolve with what's in it for me, what's going to make my life better. That is just what we do so many times when we have a New Year's resolution. But I think the way to improve lives is to focus on ourselves less. That, that if we really want to improve lives and the quality of life, that, that we should focus on ourselves less. So I want to have you consider broadening your horizons and broaden your horizons when it comes to thinking about, hey, what, what could that new year be? What could I do with the new year? And for you to consider a resolution to improve life, not just your life, but to improve the lives of everyone that you encounter. And, and how would we do this? Will it be by thinking more about one another than you think about yourself? That we would begin to have this focus with our life and that we could have this resolve that says, hey, I want to resolve to live my life with a one another mentality. I want to resolve to live my life with a one another intentionality. That what I'm going to do with my life thinks about other people. It's interesting when you get into the original language of the New Testament, that's Greek, and when you get into the original language of, of, of the New Testament, this, this Greek language, that what we would translate as one another, sometimes it gets translated each other. It's the same idea. But, but what we translate with that, it's always two words in, in English. But it's actually just, just one word. that It'll sound like a phrase to you. But it's just one word in the Greek language. And that word is alone. And I know you hear that word and you're like going... I don't want to live my life all alone. <laughs> but it's this word, all alone. And, and all alone, it, it means one another. And when we look at and, and see this word in our New Testament, if we were to look in the Greek, this word shows up 100 times in our New Testament. The New Testament is the time since, since the announcement of, of Jesus and, and he's coming and, and all the way to when he departs. 
and, and then some scriptures of the, the churches that got started. That's our New Testament. And this word appears 100 times. It's in 94 different verses because there's a few verses where it's, it's stated more than once. This one another. And, and there's this big focus on the way that we would live our lives and that we would live our lives with a one another mentality of, of what, was, what, what we're going to do and how we're going to live and how we're going to treat one another. You, you might be here today and you might be here because it's a new year and you just resolved that, you know, I'm going to try something different and I'm going to try church. Maybe it's been a very long time since you've been in church. Maybe you've never, <coughs> maybe you've never been in church before and you've decided that you're going you're gonna to come and you're here and we are so glad that you're here if that's you. And what we're going to do, what we're going to be talking about with this one another is we're going to be talking about for anybody who's bowed the knee of their heart to Jesus as their Savior, what is our instruction of how we should be living life with one another? And so you might not be somebody that you're convinced of who Jesus is. You might not be convinced that he's the Savior of the world, but you're just, you're just here today. And, and again, we're so glad that you're here. And I couldn't think of a better time for you to be here than for you to be hearing, well, what is it that for somebody who does believe in you, how is it that they should be living out their lives? And so I think it's going to be a great time for us to be able to get into this. And very specifically, what we're going to be talking about today is we're going to be talking about encourage one another. That we're going to be taking the month of January, the month of February, we're going to take both months and be talking about one another. There's so many different one another's and we're still not going to put a scratch on the surface during these weeks. But we're going to look at how is it that we are called to live with one another? What is it that we should be doing when it comes to being in relationship with one another? That I, I'm not a natural encourager. And, and for those of you guys that, that you do life with me and, and, and you've hung around me for, for, for years that, that you know, you know, you know that I am not a natural encourager. Now, about two years ago, I, I really became intentional and, and really started to, to really grow in this area of being an encourager. In fact, I don't think that I could have given this talk before that time. I don't think that there would have been enough sincerity for me to be able to give a talk with encouragement and about encouragement prior to that time in my life where, where God just really started to work on some things in me and, and allowing me to be able to see what I needed to see so that I could be a better encourager. So I'm not, I'm not a natural encourager, but maybe, maybe the way that um, I, I really used to say it all the time was I used to say it like this, I don't have the gift of encouragement. It was, it was really my excuse. It, it was just an easy way for me to be able to tell people, you know, I just don't have that gift. And, and, and maybe when I say that, that's kind of like a foreign thought to you. You're like going, what, what do you mean you don't have the gift of encouragement? What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, let's look at some scripture so that I think that this could best speak to this whole idea of when it comes to having these different gifts. So in Romans chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, so we've all been given different gifts. Okay? And so, so we all do certain things well. There, there, there's some certain things that I do that I'm going to do better than you do. 
there are certain things that you do that you're going to do better than what I do. Because we all have these gifts and we have these abilities that we've been given that, that we get to do things. And so well, those areas where we've been gifted at, we, we need to do really well in these areas. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If he's given you the ability to kind of see the future, know what's going to be, then you need to be, we don't see that too much these days. But that's one of those gifts that is mentioned. Verse 7, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. I remember when, when Cheryl and I were just getting to know each other, that, that we met on a blind date. And so we, we were just starting to get to know each other. And, and one of the things that I quickly started to see about Cheryl is she has the gift of service. She, she loves serving other people. And I just remember thinking this. This is a perfect match. You love to serve, and I love to be served. <laughs> God, you obviously know what you're doing. This is great. I, I just remember, I just remember thinking this and, and seeing it because she genuinely, she has this gift of just serving and serving others and she serves others so well. Says, if you are a teacher, teach well. That, that's an area that God has gifted me in, is, is given me the, this gift of, of teaching and being able to teach. And, but, but when I have that gift, I don't go, oh, well, since I've got this gift, I can just kind of step up here and just kind of wing it. We'll just kind of talk about whatever God puts on my mind. No, I, I want to teach well. And so I mean, I've got to put time and effort and energy into this in advance and prepare and, and do all that I can do to make sure that I'm teaching well. And so when we look at these gifts so far, we've got this gift of prophecy. We've got a gift of serving. We've got a gift of teaching. But there's more. Verse 8, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. And if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Not a, oh, I've got to be kind to him. You know, no, it's, it's a, you would do it gladly. And here's what I've learned. You don't have to have a gift to do what others are gifted at. The, the, yeah, we, we all are going to get gifted in different ways. But, but just because you don't have that gift, it's not the excuse for you to go, well, I, I, don't, I don't have to do anything with that. And so we, we've got to do our part and our share when it comes to being responsible with our lives. that You can't go, well, I don't have the gift of teaching, and so, uh, sorry kids, I really don't have anything for you. I know you're mine, but um, somebody else is going to have to tell you things. We don't do that. That we realize just because I don't have the gift, I still have to be responsible, and I'm still going to have to teach at times. And so we all have to serve at times. And so when you look at this, that you don't have to have the gift of prophecy to speak life into somebody's future. You don't have to have the gift of prophecy, but you can do that. You can speak life into somebody's future. You don't have to have the gift of serving to help someone in need. When you see that need of what you can be doing and how you can step in and be helping them in that moment. You don't have to have the gift of teaching 
to help somebody learn something that you've already figured out. That, that you can still do these things. And so when it comes to encouragement, it, it's, it's the same. That you don't have to have the gift of encouragement to sing someone's praise. To, to, to be able to, to share something positive about who they are and what they are doing. But people who are gifted, that, that they have these different gifts, that they should be using that gift and that they should use it more often and they will even get greater and better results than those of us doing those that don't have that gift. But just because you don't have the gift doesn't take away and absolve you of any responsibility with these areas. Encouragement, it attacks negativity. It naturally does this. That, that when you are somebody that, that you are being encouraged, it is attacking the negativity in your life. Whether that negativity is, is all internal, or whether that negativity has been external. The encouragement it attacks negativity. But you know, on just the opposite side, discouragement feeds negativity. It just feeds it. And, and, and whether that negativity is already here or whether that negativity has just been out and around you, it, it, just, it just feeds and it's fuel for the negativity in our lives. And some people have figured that out. And they figured it out, and they figured it out, and they've gone, you know what, I've got, I've got so much negativity either here or here or both, I, I can't handle anymore. And so they're like, i got to get away from, and you need to get back from me with your negativity. So when I think about this, I, I think about some discouraging people and, and what, what discouraging people do. So I've just got a list of five things that, that I think the discouraging people, that they do these. That the discouraging people, they focus on the negatives. That's what they do. That, that for them, they like see the negatives with 20-20 vision. You know, everything else is kind of blurry, but, but they see the negatives oh so clearly, and they focus on the negatives. That, that the discouraging people, that they complain about others. They're, they're, they're just looking and seeing what, and they just do. They, they just complain about others. That they're discouraging people. They, they always want more. That they do. They, you got to bring more. You got to do more. They, they, always, they always want more. They're discouraging people. That they, they bring others down. That's what discouraging people do. And discouraging people, they lack tact. Now, some of you have the gift of encouragement that you're here. And, and, and you look at that list, and you're like going, you nailed it. I mean, that, that is so true. And you're like going, how did you figure that out? Mirror. I figured it out in the mirror. I figured, but just, just looking at who I, I, I naturally am and, and who I've been for so many years in my life. That, that I, I've just been this discouraging guy that's been, that, that people aren't going, hey, let's go hang out with Will. So, you know, because when they hang out with Will, you know, that, that, that I've got a different kind of gift than encouragement. I, I have the gift of tweaking. I, just didn't, I said tweaking, not twerking, right? Everybody's listening, right? That, that I've got the gift of, of tweaking. Now, it's not, it's not listed in our Bible. Oh, the spiritual gift of tweaking. You know, but, but I'm the guy that, that every time I see something, I instantly see how that could be made better. 
how, how, how we could take it to the next level. It's just who I, I just, I just see it that way. And so the, so the people doing life with me and around me, they're like going, well, let's not, let's not show Will, you know, <laughs> because they want, they want us to get done and move on, right? But, and I'll see it and I'll go, oh, you know what we could do, you know? And it's just, it's just who I am naturally. And, and I, it took me a long, long, long time for me to see how discouraging I am to, to the people that, that I'm doing life with, even people that work with me or work for me, because I would just discourage them. And it was about two years ago that, that I, I, just, I just had an epiphany. And, and, and it took some people around me to have this. It wasn't just like, oh, we'll figure it out one day. It was some people willing to have some tough conversations with me. And I took it to heart. And, and I, I literally began to look and see what is it I could be doing differently? How is it that I can start to be more encouraging to others around me? Because I, I, I wanted this. I wanted to be this. And so when I think about encouragement, it, encouragement, it equips people to carry on with courage. That, that, that's what it does. And so when I think about encouraging people, when I started looking, seeing, observing Hey, the people that encourage and encourage well, whether they've got the gift of it or whether they've just made it so intentional that they do it, these are the things that I've observed in them that make them so encouraging. They're encouraging people. They see the positives. It's just, it's, it's just instant to them that they just see the, the, the positive things in somebody else's life and what somebody else is doing. They just see them. They're, they're encouraging people. They believe the best. They just believe the best in, in, in the others that, that they're doing life with and other people that they're seeing. They believe the best. That, that encouraging people, they build others up. That they, just, that they just take that responsibility and say, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to build you up. It's, it's what encouragement does. That, that encouraging people, they inspire courageous action. Is what they do. And they, they inspire this kind of action. And encouraging people, they go out of their way. It, it, it's not for them. They don't go, oh, I'm going to encourage when it's convenient. They go out of their way to encourage others. This is what encouraging people do. And, and when I think about Crosspoint, and I think about how, how we encourage, I, I think hands down, the, the most encouraging thing that, that we do creates buzz within our community. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, I think we put on an incredible adventure week. This week-long program we do every summer for kids, the, 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 it's incredible. I, I, I think that what we just did recently, our, our Kids Crazy Christmas Party, I, I, I think we do an amazing job with our KCCP, our Kids Crazy Christmas Party. I, I, I think with what we do, Every Monday, I, I think that we have a team of staff, a team of volunteers, that, that we bring it every single week, every single opportunity we have to get together, we, we bring it. We, but, but of all of those things, none of those things create buzz within our community. People aren't talking and chit-chatting about Crosspoint when it comes to that. But I think that there is one thing that we do that encourages our community like nothing else, and it creates all the buzz and all of the chatter. And that is drive-through prayer. 
That we do this drive-through prayer, and once a month, we'll, we'll, people will volunteer, and, and, and we'll set it up, and, and we put them out front. People are holding the signs, people are waving, and people are pulling in. They never leave their car. They just roll their window down. They share a prayer request. Somebody prays with them, and then they go on their way. We, we, don't, even, we don't go, hey, do you have a church home? Would you like to come to Cross? We don't do any of that. We don't even tell them what time our service is. All we do is we just are there for them to encourage them to let them know, listen, we love you. and We don't even know you, but we love you enough to do this. We just want to pray with you and for you, for whatever is going on in your life. And, and, and the buzz in our community and the chatter in our community, the, the, the people, the, the way they talk about it, it is so amazing. And, and people will tell me, and I'll have to be in conversation with it, and, and I'll hear other people talk about conversations that have been had. But people, hey, I, I've, I've never been, but I just think that's amazing. One of these days, I'm going I'm to stop by, and, and, and you know, that, that's so cool. And you know, I, when, when I've been out there, and I, I've just kind of waved at some people, you know, that I've had people just, just wave back at me, and, and I don't know, that, that it must be too early in the morning for them or something, because all of their muscles and all of their fingers isn't working, and they've only been able to get one finger up. As, 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 you know, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I hope those other fingers wake up for you, you know. Um, so gives me something to pray for them for, right, right? But, but it's one of the things that, that we do as a church that just helps to encourage our community. When I think about encouragement and the power of encouragement, I, I think about my life and I think about that, that God has a calling on my life for me to be in vocational full-time ministry. That doesn't make my calling any better than somebody else's who's not in ministry, but, but I, I just have that calling, and I think that we all need to do whatever God calls us to do, and we need to do that well. And, and that's a calling that God has on me. And, and when I was a teenager, there were some people that saw that calling in me before I saw it for myself. And, and, and they, were, they, they were trying to encourage me, and, and I barely made it by staying in my teenage years when I finally realized God, that's okay, that's what you want, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I was 19 years old and just a couple of months away from turning 20 when, when I finally realized, okay, that, that, that's what you want. I did youth ministry for 14 years. And, and near the end of that 14 years, the, the church that I had been part of that met at this property, I was the youth pastor at, and I was the last pastor standing. It was dying and declining. And, and as we sought to, to reboot and breathe fresh life and, and rebrand and start all over as a church, there were some people that were encouraging me to step up to, to be the lead pastor of Crosspoint. And I, I didn't have any interest in being the lead pastor at Crosspoint. I, I just, I, I was doing youth ministry. I loved doing youth, youth ministry. And I wanted to do that for, for a few more years still before I'd even consider doing something else. I actually took four weeks off and just went and just kind of sought the heart of God. And going, hey, God, is, are you in on, is this something you want me before I can figure out and realize, okay, well, this is something, God, that I, I think that you're calling me to do. And, and he did, and he called me to be the lead pastor at Crosspoint. But it took some people that were encouraging me to see that before I could see it for myself. Then I think that's what encouragement does. That encouragement, it helps us to see things that we don't already see for ourselves. 
That, that when there are people that they are encouraging us, that that's the power of encouragement, of them helping us to see something about us that we haven't already seen and discovered for ourselves. That encouragement, it's one of these things that, that is really, it's good, it's good fortune for others. That's what encouragement is. It, it's good fortune for others. And I don't, have, I don't have this gift. I, I don't have the gift of encouragement. But that doesn't absolve me of the responsibility of being an encourager. In fact, when I think about the, the gift of encouragement, let's just have a gift inside of here. And so, hey, since encouragement is good fortune, it's my good fortune that even though I haven't had breakfast, that I have a cookie. And so we, we probably all know what, what these are, these little fortune cookies. And if you're a sugar junkie like me, you probably enjoy, because it's just like crunchy sugar is all it is, right? But you guys have, have seen these. They come with a fortune. That's why they call them fortune cookies. And this, this cookie's fortune is you don't need the gift of encouragement to give the gift of encouragement. That, that really when we, when we understand that fortune, and there it is for you guys to see it, you don't need the, the gift of encouragement to what? To give the gift of encouragement. Because whenever you're encouraging somebody, that is a gift that you are giving them. And and for years, I really didn't think about this. I really didn't even understand and grasp this. And I kind of dismissed myself from it. And not that I didn't encourage anybody in any way, any shape or form. It was kind of like I accidentally encouraged somebody. It's like, oh, that encouraged you? I'm sorry. I didn't know that. But you don't have to have the gift of encouragement to give the gift of encouragement. And it took me way too long, and I wasted way too many years of not knowing this, not, not realizing this, before I was able to figure it out because there were people that loved me enough to share with me that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being what I need to be. And that, that when, when we look biblically, that, that, that we, we need to do what? We need to encourage one another. In fact, let's look at one of those places in our Bible that speaks to this. It, it's not the only place that talks about encourage one another, but it's the only place that we're going to look at that specifically spells this out. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That one day is Jesus going to come back. And every day that passes, we're one day closer to Jesus coming back. And so we keep getting closer. And so when you, you look at this instruction, here's the paraphrase. Keep meeting together to encourage one another. That, 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 that what should we do when we gather and get to be around each other? That, that one of the things that we should be doing is we should be encouraging one another. And it's this, it is, it's, this, it's this whole one another approach. That, that, that some of us, we, we might 
step back and go, oh, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to do this because I know it's not going to come back to me. And so, so we just, we just, I'm not going to. But see, our instruction, the mandate for anybody who's a Christ follower is that, that we would one another each other. And one of these one another's is that we would encourage one another. That we would look for opportunities to encourage those people that are around us. And you don't have to have the gift of encouragement to give encouragement. It just takes intentionality. Encouragement is a compliment that builds confidence. It's what it does. It's a compliment that it builds others' confidence. That encouragement, it carries enormous potential. And once I finally figured that out, that's when I realized I've got to be an encourager. I've got to look for those opportunities. I need to be intentional with it. And I need to encourage others, whether they're family members, whether they are friends, whether they are co-workers, whether they're somebody I'm just getting to meet, that, that I need to look for ways to encourage other people, that encouragement, it empowers people with courage. It, it's, it's built into the word, in courage, that, that it empowers people with courage. We, we never feel worse about ourselves. When somebody's encouraging us, all right? It's like, stop that. You're putting me down. Stop that. You're discouraging. No, it's, in, it's encouragement. And, and every single one of us could use more encouragement. No, no, nobody's got so much encouragement in their life. They're like going, stop. I don't even know what to do with it. Can you please stop? And nobody's at this place. And since nobody's at this place, then let's take this seriously. That, that we would encourage one that we wouldn't neglect being around others, be, just wouldn't neglect getting together with others, and that we would encourage one another. And encouragement, it doesn't have to mean that, that everything is perfect. That, 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 that there's absolutely no room for growth, so now I can't encourage. See, that, that was where I got tripped up was I, I couldn't encourage because I, I could see the areas that needed to be improved still. And I had to realize that, that Will, you, you've got to take the time and recognize where, where there's progress and where things are happening well, and you've got to speak life, and, and you've got to speak hope into that, and you've got to share what people are doing and what they're doing well. That, that I would be an encourager. That it, it shows other people there's a foundation to build on. That the things that you can identify that are encouraged, that are encouragement worthy, it shows, hey, this is what you should build on. You spend more time building on this. And so we would encourage them so that they can see that for themselves. To help remind you to take an approach that says, you know what, I don't want to just resolve to, to what's in it for me and how I'm going to make myself better this year, but, but I'm going to, to resolve to do things for others. That, that when you leave today at the doors, 
everybody, you're going to get the opportunity to get one of these fortune cookies. And it should have that same fortune in it. You don't have to have the gift of encouragement to give the gift of encouragement. But it also has this, this red ribbon. And this red ribbon is one other thing that you could be keeping besides the fortune. And that red ribbon has this statement, just, just repeat it on it over and over. Encourage one another. Encourage one another. And so that you can take these two things, the fortune and the ribbon, and put them somewhere. Where it's going to be a visual reminder to you. Those of you guys that have the, the gift of encouragement, you don't even need the reminder. But the, for the majority of us in the room that don't have this gift, that, that we need this reminder, that, that we would take time to encourage one another. That, that we would look for what is it that's going on that, that you're doing, that you're doing well, and, and keep on keeping on, that we would encourage them to keep on going, that, that we would speak life into that. I also want to encourage you to be back for this series because we're going to look at several one another's. And this is just the beginning of looking at one another, one of them. We're not going to be able to get to all of them in, in eight weeks. It's just not going to happen. But we're going to look at a handful of them with what we could and should be doing when it comes to one another. Our band's going to come back out, and we're going to, we're going to finish service with, with a song, a song that's just going to remind us and put something in our heart that reminds us, hey, listen, let's, let, let's build each other up. Let's lift each other up, that, that no matter where people are, that, that we would be willing to, to be there for them, to equip and encourage them. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you that, that you loved us so much that, that even when you could see in us that, that we're not everything that we need to be, that, that God, that, that you spoke life into us and that you encouraged us to, to be more, to get on a path that is worth living. And God, I pray that, that we would just feel that conviction this morning. God, that we would be people that that we would look at these lists and go, that discouraging people, this is what they do. And if we can find ourselves in there, that, that, that we would start drawing lines through those and go, no, no, I'm not going to be that anymore. God, on, on, on the encouraging people list, that, that we would start circling those and going, yes, yes, that's, that's who I want to be. I, that, that's what I want to do. I need to do more of that, and I'm committed to do it. I, I'm willing to be that. So grow us. It's in the way that, that we would take, and especially at the beginning of a new year, a new decade, and that we wouldn't just be focused on ourselves, but God, that we would be focused on what we could be doing for one another. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.